I'm Jordan Ferguson. And I'm Kate McKinnon. And you are listening to the Geek Down Podcast. Hey y'all, welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Geek Down Podcast. This is the show where two friends sit in front of microphones and try to find the sweet spots where their fandoms intersect. My name is Jordan Ferguson. And my name is Caitlin McKinnon. Hey, she's back, y'all. I'm here. She made the trek. Someone help me make the trek. We appreciate everything that goes into bringing Caitlin McKinnon here every week for the past 96 episodes. Was this, is this 96? I think so. No, 97. 97. 97. The past 97 episodes. We know how many episodes there are. If we were <clears> unsure, we could go back and check our archives, which are at soundcloud.com slash geekdownpod. That's where the show lives. If you're new, if you're unfamiliar, if you're like, where, you're like, this person gave me this thing to listen. Where could I find it later? <laughs> it was okay. Is there more of it? Boy, is there. <laughs> oh, wow. Man. Apparently 97 episodes <laughs> first. 97 episodes of it sitting on soundcloud.com slash geekdownpod. If you're there, you're like, I'm all in on this. I want to make sure I don't miss a single episode. Friend, we can accommodate you. We can definitely accommodate you. You're going to have to click two more buttons. I'm sorry. I know you millennials hate clicking buttons. Oh, they just want to be able to like swipe things or gesture. I just want to, you know. Or yell at my my pub. My VR, my, my face map unlock. Thing. I don't have to use my hands to open my phone anymore. I just hold it up and, and it opens it up. Yeah, and then yell at it. <laughs> yell at your phone. You will have to click two more buttons. The first one is on SoundCloud. It says subscribe. It takes you to Apple Podcasts. When you're at Apple Podcasts, you can click subscribe there, and then that's all you have to do. Um, and if you're just a person who maybe does like to rate and review things, um, while you're at Apple Podcasts, if you want to rate, rate and review You can optionally tap a third button. A star button. Yeah. At the fourth or fifth position. That would make us happy. That would make us really happy. Helps people find the show more easily. Shows up in those, like, uh, you know, related tabs when people are listening to their other nerdy podcasts. It could be uh, our Christmas present. It could be our Christmas present. That's all we want for Christmas. All we want for Christmas is you and a four or five star rating on iTunes. Yeah, that's not a lot to ask. Oh, God, it's not called iTunes. It's called Apple Podcasts. Oh, no, what have you done? I'm 40, my brain. Uh <laughs> If you would like to offer corrections for any of the things I miss. Like calling it. Like calling it iTunes, iTunes instead of Apple Podcasts. There are a few ways you can do that. First and foremost, probably on the Twitter or the Instagrams at GeekDownPod. You could email us. You could. If you're old like us and you're like, you know yeah. what? Correspond- the art of correspondence needs resurrecting. Or if, you know, you were me in my early 20s and everyone's like, you're a grandma. And I was like, yes, I am. I'm sending it from my Hotmail account. <laughs> I have one of those. I don't use it. You can do that by getting at our Gmail account, not our Hotmail account. It'd be great if we did have a Hotmail account, though. We should have been like real contrarian and just did that. <laughs> know it? Everything old is new again. <laughs> we're, we're, we're getting retro with it. We're getting nostalgic. Geekdownpod at AOL.com. <laughs> um, no, geekdownpod at gmail.com. You can email us there. Let us know what's going on with y'all. Yeah. What are y'all watching? Yeah, what are you into? We'd like to hear hear we, about it. We would love to hear more from our listeners, not just, you know, shoddy texts from people in my life who listen to the show and want me to know that they're getting chalet sauce lays because they're back again. 
this year. Stupid Matt, real excited. Oh my gosh, I'm with you, stupid Matt. You and me, we'll get we'll get lays that taste like Swiss chalet sauce. Stupid Matt and Moonface Caitlin, just getting all all the Swiss chalet. And this is why she has a Moonface. <laughs> <laughs> it's because she really likes Swiss chalet. All the chalet sauce. Um, or you can get it on our Facebook group, which is that. Oh, hey, this is me. www.hell.com. <laughs> Facebook.com forward slash geek down pod. Get her, back, is, get her back live in the room. And this she's is all... not my fault. You're the one who brought up Swiss chalet sauce. <laughs> okay. So I was, I was brain thinking about chicken dealing and, with it and how much I love Swiss chalet and dunking. I was wondering in my head, how many things you could dunk in Swiss chalet and they would taste amazing. That's what I was thinking about. So this is all you, all the things. Oh yeah. Tons of stuff. All the things. Every Bread, chicken, uh, yeah. cheese, vegetables, Doritos, cookies. <gasps> so I like cookies. Dip everything. I need like a plain base cookie, but almost like a some kind of crumpet-y thing. <laughs> just, or I could just drink it. There's that. Um, if you would like to help us in staying in all the chalet sauce lays, that takes money. It does. They won't barter with me. I've tried. <laughs> We do not work on a barter economy anymore. It requires actual currency. If you would like to gift us with actual currency or support this endeavor as we head into 2018, over 100 fucking episodes of the Geek Down podcast, we know we're thinking about it. We've had discussions. Yeah, we've had a talk. We've had a, we've had a talk. We've sat down, taken a hard look at the numbers. It's just, like, it's just like when your parents give you the weird, awkward sex talk. Good Lord. It wasn't that weird or awkward. It's not that weird or sexy. Um, no. And not well, that the talk with no. your parents is sexy. <laughs> no, but it, no, it's Ooh. not. Oh, that's not. Nope. Not even for jokes. Not even for jokes am I going down not that path. Not even for jokes. Um, anyway, if you'd like to support this endeavor, you can learn how at our Patreon campaign, patreon.com slash geekdownpod. Lots of information there about the different tiers and what you get for those tiers. There's $1, $5, $10, $25, or the Misha special. Which is $3. Which is, I think that's the the special is that if you it, if you give us three dollars, it you get added to the special price. So it's like the Misha special, and then it'll be like, say, I don't know, Karen feels like giving us three dollars. It'll be the Misha Karen special. Oh, we're just gonna add names. Yeah, to we're it just gonna add it? names to it. Oh man, I would love for that to just become a thing. We're like, you know, six months from now, it's the Misha Karen Julia Travis Norman Norman uh, Doug. Norman Doug special. Um, you can learn all about that stuff over there. You get bonus episodes. You get show notes. You get the Geek Down playlist. And we'll get back to that at some point. Sorry, y'all. It's the holidays. It's busy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you were due for one like two weeks ago. Oh, crap. I got really sick again. Yep. I had to go back to the hospital. I got medicine. Now I'm on super observation. I feel like an X-Man, except what bad. Is, I was going to say, what is that technical term? You know, super observation. No, it just means like I have to see the doctor more. And oh. he's a really nice guy, but if I never had to see his face ever again, <laughs> it would be too soon. You're a wonderful physician, and I'm sick of your fucking face. <laughs> yeah, I really don't feel so like... Don't want to keep coming back here. No. Um, he might also be a secret geek. But oh, really? I was so have sick. You told, have you told him we have a podcast? I was so sick that I couldn't even make a comment. He was wearing a Gryffindor sweater the other oh, yeah. day, and I desperately wanted to be like, ugh, <laughs> Gryffindors. He's like, like, oh, Gryffindor. <laughs> <laughs> no, not even. I just didn't even care. I was so sick. I was like, heal me. <laughs> I want a magic healing potion. Please. Uh, feel free to send all your uh, get well tidings to Kate via the platforms mentioned earlier 
Um, chit chat. Good lord, I've done nothing. Nothing but work. Done nothing but work. I mean, I got some things I can mention in an update, but as far as like social outings, do I have I had any social outings in the past week? I don't think so. No, I had two days off, and there was nothing I could wait to do more than just sit in my apartment and do nothing. Yep. That's us. We're introverts. Yeah. Um, all the games. Yeah. Well, you've been sick. Wow. This is a real, it's a real shoddy episode for oh, um. I can talk about some stuff though. No, I have something I forgot to mention on the program that oh. I told people who were there that you were going to say time. something. So I'm down doing my laundry. Okay. Uh, a couple weeks ago, in Toronto's Parkdale neighborhood. New listeners, the show produced and headquartered. <laughs> In Toronto's illustrious Parkdale neighborhood. I was down there at the laundromat doing my laundry. And I hear on the air a sound, a musical sound. I'm like, is it Chauncey? I'm like, what is that? And I hear off in the distance. I don't understand what's wrong with my phone. <laughs> <laughs> it was working this morning. It's not Chauncey. Stupid phone, fucking phone. Nope, it's the gravy woman. It's the gravy lady. <laughs> the gravy lady back. Woo! Did you was she making a mess of something? Was she yelling at someone? Uh, her phone was not working. She's just yelling at her phone. <laughs> no, she had somebody helping her with her phone, and I feel bad. I don't know if this gentleman was like some oh. sort of support worker or just some dude walking by. And then she came into the laundromat uh-huh. with homeboy. As you, he's trying to figure out what's wrong with her phone. And you tried desperately not to make eye contact? Uh, yes, I definitely sent a video to people <laughs> who actually, oh my God, listeners, I might still have it. I might still have it. Did you send me? I Did I? I think I did. I might have been too sick for that. Um, Dying in my bed. Not even <laughs> to open. Talking about millennials not wanting to, to touch buttons. I didn't want to open a video of the gravy lady. That's how, how sick I was. Friends, we'll uh, we'll see if uh, if this transmits over the microphone, and you can hear what was actually popping off. Friends, I give to you Parkdale's Gravy Lady. That's her indoor voice, y'all. That is her indoor voice. That is her twenty four seven. But like. What would you do without the Parkdale stories, really? Um, I need the Parkdale stories. I have a friend who's moving to Parkdale, and they're, like, terrified. I'm like, listen, Parkdale's not, Parkdale's just not, like, it's not, like, violent scary. No, it's just, it's weird. It's just, yeah, you're going to be prepared for some weird shit. Yeah. You're going to find some weird shit. Uh, yeah, shouts shout to the gravy lady. Yeah, and then she came in and was, like, at once requesting this guy, you know, pleading with this guy to help her with her phone, but at the same time questioning everything he did. Right. <laughs> Poor guy. Help me, you need to help me with my phone. What are you doing? <laughs> it's right. Like, just... This guy's a fucking saint. Yeah, like I'm so I'm hoping he like I'm wondering if he was like an actual like personal support worker or something cuz what stranger would just sit and deal with this? Like after like minute five of getting screeched at by this woman, I would have been like, it's cool. It works now. Bye. I can tell you exactly the kind of person, the kind of person who accidentally made eye contact. And then it has happened to me. Okay. And, so, and suddenly she's like rolling up ons being like, screech. Like she sounds like a tea kettle. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that made me, <laughs> sorry. 
Sorry. Y'all, Caitlin rolled back and gave the sweetest two claps for that joke. She leaned back and went, <laughs> Joke made her happy enough for two claps. Two claps. I'm going to rate my jokes on Caitlin claps from now on, depending on how many claps I get. Oh, dear. Um, so, yeah, that was that. I mean, I've got some stuff on updates I can talk about later, but... Well, I see. I want to actually get to updates first. You want to get to updates first? It's one of the things I wanted to desperately talk to you, but as we always talk about, we give our fans the hottest of takes, and I didn't want to like leave them in the darkness about this thing I'm experiencing. Quick pause before you that. I just want it on the record, friends. I'm sorry. I did not realize or forgot there was an actual like pancake emoji. Why have I not been using that for everything? Oh. Oh my I've not gosh. been using that in every bit of show promo there ever is, since the dawn of time. There is a pancake emoji. There's a flat. There's 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 a flat stack. Uh, there's a tall stack emoji. And why have I not been using that at every opportunity? Because basically, that's the symbolism for our takes, folks. All the takes. Hit me. What do you got? So, besides the fact that I like went way into Little Witch Academia. What? Like so in and the only reason I I stopped is because I had to go back to work. Like like and that, you know, I was getting headaches from, you know, watching TV for too long. <laughs> um but what else am I supposed to do when I'm dying in bed? The the other thing is I was watching a lot of stuff on Crunchyroll. Uh-huh. And part of the reason, I know there's a whole bunch of places you can go to get anime, maybe not lawfully, um, on the high seas. Um, and there are certain reasons, you know, not having commercials, that kind of thing. Yeah. But I don't mind watching stuff with commercial commercials. It means I get to go pee. I like, <laughs> I like get a thing to eat. I take my meds. Like, there are things, I can check my phone. I don't actually mind it that much. And, you know, you don't get into, like, having to close a million tabs and yeah, yeah, that whole thing. You, yeah. you know, Russian giving, stealing giving your, your passwords. Yes, giving your laptop the, the plague. Yes, exactly. So I was watching stuff on Crunchyroll. Yeah. There are a lot of animes I think I might like to take a look at. Uh-oh. Oh, my God. Did you write some down? Um, um, I give some hot takes if I've seen them or well, if I'm familiar. Okay. I know it's a big one. but the And I know Crunchyroll's really good at this. <laughs> it's their jam. But um, the... The trailers for like yeah. um, Full Metal Alchemist mm. and um, oh, oh, the one that's done by One Punch Man creator. Oh, Mob Psycho. Yeah. We should go in on that together because I tried the first episode and was not super into it. It's Mob Psycho 3000. 100. 100? That's it. Um, but I have heard, I know people who like prefer it to One Punch Man. Okay. Because like, it looked real cool. All right. We'll go in on that later. Put and then those. there was one other thing that I saw. I don't know. There was like Samurai. It's <laughs> like a lot of animes. But I was like, oh, it looks really cool. Um, so yeah, you know, things had just come up. And Did I was you like. leveling up your weeb status? I was like, this actually looks really good. <laughs> and then at one point, so your correspondent walked by and went. I don't know. Watch more anime. I was like, no, let's not do this. Question for the ages. I know some of y'all just skip through anime talk, but listen, look at it. Look at it getting its way into Caitlin. It looks really good. Um, Even the like super like girly stuff. I was like, mm. oh, it's kind of good. Now, again, I know Crunchyroll is like really good at putting trailers together. They all use like cool hard metal music for everything. But but yeah, some of it looked kind of interesting. Um, Full Metal Alchemist, you need to realize there are two. Uh, Full Metal, Michael, sorry, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. So they had the Roroni Kenshin problem or a problem a lot of shows have where it's like, 
they were going along, they caught up to the manga, and then the TV producers just said, well, we'll wing it. Uh, and kind of finished the story, kind of like what Game of Thrones is going to have to do. Right. They finished the story, and then that was good. Like, people were satisfied with it. People mm-hmm. liked it. But then, like, imagine if when George finishes the books, Benioff and Weiss go back and adapt the actual books. Oh, I see. That's what Brotherhood is. Brotherhood came out more closely tied to the manga because the manga was done by then. Right. Because the I think it's the Brotherhood that I saw the trailer for and mm. it looked really good. I think um, some places lost the rights to the first one, actually. Brotherhood might be the only one kicking around. Oh, okay. Legit. But um, it, they just had some interesting scenes and some funny scenes. And I always like a little humor sprinkled in there. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I'm, I'm shocked and delighted. I am also shocked and delighted um, and went, uh-oh. <laughs> you know what else is shocking and delighting? What is Since, shocking and delighting? Let's, let's just get Jordan's gaming update out of the, uh, out of the, out of the way. Out of the top. way? Um, so still greatly enjoying Grand Theft Auto, obviously. Of course. Try to, try to get a few, try to do my dailies every day. Of course. That's don't, why they're called dailies. Don't always, uh, don't always get it done, but I mean, for the most part, we do all right. Uh, Doomsday Heist comes out on December 12th. It's like they knew. They're like... Jordan's going to get a PS4. I did know. Let's make this giant new heist expansion. They're watching you. They are watching me, probably. Um, they were just waiting for you. But I did, you know, there's no narrative to that, really, aside from, like, the one you make yourself. You want to be like, my name's Bim Bim Bap McGillicuddy, and I'm walking through San Andreas. Yay, look at my car. I bought a new house. Oh, very um, nice. Yes, ac- actual house, not an apartment, uh, off in the hills. Very nice. Uh, I should have showed you that when you when you got here. Um, but no, what I was playing when Kate got here, because I wanted to settle into a more narrative experience, mm-hmm. such as it is. Uh, <laughs> Good luck with that one. The weirdest game I have ever played, Final Fantasy XV. Which, we talked about it way back when, because it was like an all-dudes road trip, and people were like, oh, People were like, where are the women? And I'm like, the women are the ones playing the game, so that's why it's all dudes. Yeah. Um, there is a thing on the title screen when it comes up that says, like, a Final Fantasy for fans and beginners type of thing. Like, so this is meant to be also baby's first Final Fantasy. Like, right. they really kind of wanted to, like, ultimate universe Final Fantasy and strip away a lot of the somewhat, say, cumbersome, like, role-playing mechanics. Right. I, I should speak to this. Speak to it like a Mr. M- like I'm talking to Mr. Malash. Um, for those who don't know. Final Fantasy is a long series of what are called JRPGs or Japanese role-playing games. We talk about how in the bonus episodes for the show, I'm learning D&D. That is a table talk RPG. But I do have experience with RPGs because I've been playing Final Fantasy for like 20 years. Um, and I do not like... Um, like do not like video RPGs. No, I do not. Interesting. Well, we've talked about it a couple times. I just find them super boring. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to find wildflowers. Ugh. <laughs> Fetch quests. What? And the games, for the most part, only share the name and a couple themes. Yeah. There's always different characters. It's always a different party. The only things that cross over are usually these giant chicken-like things called chocobos. Chocobos. You get to ride them. And moogles. Yes. And a guy named Sid. Those are always, like, the three things. Sometimes he's a pirate. and Sometimes, sometimes he's, he's a just... kid. Sometimes he's an old man. Sometimes he's a moogle. Sometimes he's... He's a cool uncle. Sid's, Sid's always around. Uh, Sid's the mechanic in this game, I think. Right. Who's the grandfather of Cindy. The most absurdly dressed character. <laughs> Ever. I mean, thanks. Thanks for the cosplay inspo, Square Enix, because yeah. search that on Instagram. You're going to have a good afternoon. So even though they don't really share a... You know, narrative. Thematically, they are you know, fantasy is in the name. They are very, you know, swords, spells, 
summons weird bone horse things plots that make no sense um <laughs> even when you know most people came into it myself included with final fantasy 7 which had like a very cyberpunk feel in there as well there was a giant city called midgar i think you like rode a motorcycle but fought with a giant sword type of thing like cool. it was a blending of all that type of thing um 15 is just like four dudes in a car on a road trip. That's basically it. And I've got about... Everybody's at about level nine right now. And sometimes they camp. And we <laughs> you camp, you cook, you fish. You take pictures. There's... I keep asking people, I ask the dude I borrowed the game from. I borrowed it from Pops. I was like, Pops, is there ever like a narrative in this game? Like, is there a story? Because basically it's like Noctis is the main character and the only character you control. And by control, I mean when you fight, you hold the circle button. <laughs> they want to be like... You know, use tactical things and your friends learn techniques and, you know, you can use those and parry and block. It's like, you know, I'm just mashing the circle button the entire time, right? Super mashing. Um, it's great. I realize you don't even have to tap it. You can just hold it. Yeah. You just kind of move the stick around like they're trying to Arkham Asylum it. Like, and it's just, wow, cool stuff is happening. And I have no idea how I'm doing it. and couldn't replicate it. I got to say, sorry, it, it looks amazing. I should, it's a gorgeous game. And that's the weird thing is like, even though nothing really happens. Once you get in the car and you're just kind of driving along, it's like you can fast travel and just skip ahead to the place you're going. But I'm kind of cool with just watching watching the pretty boys and it, drive in the car. It just looks so good. And all I can think is, can you people please make a Skyrim game and put that those kind of visuals into it and make it a new Skyrim game so I don't have to kill the Emperor again? And <laughs> I just... So good. D- Dark Brotherhood for you then? <laughs> kill the Emperor? Um, sometimes. <laughs> uh, I think I pretty much did everything i was the forrest gump of skyrim i just did everything yeah. i did the dark brotherhood i did the thieves yeah, guild i thieves did guild, all that i did the what are they called the i like white... dragons so i didn't want to do it with the blades that's the dragon the right. dragon slaying crew but then there's the ones that the are ones the do... werewolves and they the, kill the, the vampire compa- the companions yeah. yep and then but it's also doing the vampires and <laughs> <laughs> never did that that expansion really wanted you to like be a vampire and i just like resisted the entire time I was like, no no never gonna be a vampire um so yeah, Final Fantasy is so weird. And if you look up, like Caitlin said, it's like taking selfies and there are cars and like 50 style diners and like mm-hmm. you get to like the end of, that's why I stopped because it was like I got to this point and I'm supposed to like catch a boat and it's like, are you sure you will not be able to return for some time? And I'm like, well, okay, fuck. Should I like do some other things? Running around and doing hunts and side quests and shit? Like it's the weirdest game. And I asked people, it's like, I read no reviews of this game when it came out. Like, did people like this game when it came out? And the, sen- the consensus seems to be like people who like it, love, love it. it. And people who don't like it really don't like it. Uh, also interesting thing. And I've noticed this before. Um, so we know if you know anything about video game production, it's usually um, too tightly scheduled. Yeah. Like unless you're rockstar and don't care. And it's like, you're going to buy Grand Theft Auto or Red, Red Dead when it comes out, regardless, if we got to go like, yeah, we need six more months. Yeah. People are going to go, man. And then they're going to buy it anyway. Yeah, of course. Um, not every studio has that luxury. So sometimes games come basically unfinished. Yeah. And in the age of the internet and patches and things like that, it's not really, this was, a, this was been a thing for PC gaming forever, but was never usually a thing with consoles. Consoles, you could usually rely that like. Everything was there. It should be fine. It should work as a game. But now there's this real like life of Pabloing of video games where it's like Final Fantasy had a 26 gig download. And I looked up that was like, what, what was this? Like, what am I downloading? You look and there was like 
Yeah, we added a story chapter. We had a side story in chapter 13 to kind of like, it was unclear. So, so we, they just so we like, threw that in there, cleared the story up a bit. Right. Kind of like, how, you know, Kanye puts out Life of Pablo and then decides, yeah, you know, I, I didn't like the vocal mix. So I redid it and I re-uploaded it. Like things just aren't finished anymore. That's like a weird. That's a weird. It's a weird thing. They're all very iterative, to use the language of the day. It's, a, it's a, just a weird change in. And Travis is screaming internally. He's like, <laughs> Grandpa's talking about games again. <laughs> um Sorry. Correction. Travis wanted uh, Travis wanted me to know that the discussion last week about the Grand Theft Auto mode that I said aped from Fortnite. Yeah. Actually, Fortnite aped that from a game called Player Unknown Battlegrounds. Oh. PUBG. Okay. That's the real gamers call it. And apparently it was a big thing because like Epic Games makes Fortnite and Epic Games like loan their engine to help the developers of PUBG make PUBG. Right. And then Loki kind of like stole their idea and design and put it into <sighs> Fortnite. And it's like, apparently it was a huge thing in the game industry. Monsters. I don't, I don't care that much. I just like, I just want to drive around this with is, the pretty boys. This is, um, this is a lot in the gaming industry. There's a lot of like, this worked for this. Yeah, I'm going like, to do it. <laughs> which I was like, it was, it was kind of a big deal. I was like, what's it? I feel like this happens all the time. It's, but now it is. I feel like, because... the, second some, I feel like the second Miyamoto said, he gets this mushroom and gets bigger. Yes. Like, Oh, that's called a power-up, and they're in every game now. Like, elements of game design have been getting ripped off for, like, 30 years. But and now it's just worse. They just People just reskin games now. But if, if memory serves, the founder of Epic is Cliff Blazinski, and I low-key don't like that dude. So, whatever. Fuck Epic Games. Yeah. Um, and they make Gears of War, too. They just make games with, like, necklace mercenaries. They're just, like, they're just, like giant cocks with controllers, basically. That's, like, a lot of things out there. <laughs> We can run down the list, but it would take you long. <laughs> anyway, that's the game up, update. Final Fantasy 15. Super weird. Super weird. But I feel strangely compelled to play it. I really like it. It's beautiful. Also, I love that when you're in the car, the radio plays, or the CD player plays uh, old Final Fantasy soundtrack. I also love that um, the weird deer horse skeleton things really fucked you up. <laughs> Like, really, like a real... Do you have real... to announce how poorly I do every time I do the gaming <laughs> update? It wasn't on purpose. It just, it was kind of entertaining. This thing just kept on trampling you. Okay, uh... It's like, it's fucking you up very realistically. That's how a horse would fuck you up. Uh, yeah. It, look, with, with weird skeleton, uh, antler exoskeleton thing. And also, like, the combat is really, like, based on, like, doing hunts and, like, like Monster Hunter, where the point of Monster Hunter was just to go around and kill shit that are, that's minding their own business. Yeah. I don't really fucks with hunting like in real life as a thing. Yeah. So if I'm just, I was look, I wanted to showcase the battle system and I walked up to the first batch of these horse things, which are just minding their own business. And, and they, just didn't wanna, they didn't want to attack anyone at all. Just galloping around. I was like, well, I don't want to fucking kill these things for no reason. And yeah. I've had to do that. And I'm like, mm, that's weird. Yeah. Just give me some soldiers to kill or something. I never really minded it. Um, oh, and last update, uh, it's kind of outside the scope of our show, but I mean, maybe, maybe not. Uh, there was a movie that came out a few years ago called Dope. Yep. It is. Dope. Um, yeah, I think I brought it up at the time, actually, when it was, um, it was, the trailer came out and I said it looked really, really good. Mm, and then I never watched it. Set in the present day, but if you watch the trailer, you'll think it's some like kind of throwback type of thing, but it's about a kid named Malcolm, who's a... High schooler in Inglewood, and Loki kind of gets roped into some 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 heavy weight gets thrown into his backpack. Yep, and he's trying to uh, navigate that while also trying to like get his Harvard admission done because he really wants to go to Harvard. But I mean, nobody 
systematic oppression. Nobody at the school really Ooh. thinks he should be, you know, like, who do you think you are? Yeah. You're applying to Harvard, really? Um, that type of thing. But he and his friends are very much, in, they're geeks, for one, that's the thing. And they're also very much into 90s rap culture. And the person I was watching, <laughs> I totally was that worst person. Because he's getting called by the drug dealer who ends up putting the shit in his bag on his love of 90s shit. Yeah. And the drug dealer was played by ASAP Rocky, which was a nice touch. That is nice. And he's basically explaining how, like, oh, the 90s was like the golden age. And he's rattling off all these albums. He's like, you know, Nation of Millions, The Blueprint. And I'm like, The Blueprint came out in 2001. And, oh, no. And she, the person I was watching it with was like, can you just shut up for five minutes? And then, like, ASAP Rocky, or the, the Dom character played by ASAP Rocky, was like, man, Nation of Millions came out in 88 and The Blueprint came out in 2001. What are you even talking about right now? <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, it was just a it was a, a fun movie. It's not reinventing the wheel, uh, but it was just really good. And it was on Netflix. I don't know if it still is, but, but definitely double check and seek that out. I may watch it at some point. Dope was dope. Other than that, Caitlin and I have just been watching Vine compilations. Which I have also been watching. So it's really funny that we both came to it from different places. Um, they just started appearing on my YouTube. We were basically, guys... I was basically like ashamed. I wanted to show Caitlin a dumb thing I saw on a Vine compilation. And I and basically I'm, said, I've been watching a lot of Vine compilations. Please tell no one how I live. And Caitlin like exploded with delight because she'd been doing the same and thing. And then we watched a Vine compilation and literally both quoted it <laughs> word no, for word. Um, because I watched it, watched Vine, especially that one, so many times. I think since Vine died... There's this like I don't know this uh, people can't really want to bring it back. Sorry, grandparents or like really anybody over like 23 because I feel like if you weren't based in LA <laughs> or like actually 16, Vine wasn't really your thing. Uh, Vine just made six second looping videos. Yeah, like literally six seconds. So people somehow managed to like find the kernel of humor in that. Um, and all kinds of stuff came out of Vine. Crazy crazy memes i mean um my problem with vine was like a lot of the humor was based in bitches be like yeah yeah some of it's and, really not and funny then, and then it's a guy in a wig going like yeah, 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 yeah. and the guy dude whips out a gun would you say <laughs> that's funny but some of them were like really freaking genius yeah um my all-time favorite vine was by a guy fuck i can't i'd love to give him credit and i can probably look it up this is the first vine i ever saw and, how, and it's the reason i checked the site out but it was a dude just going sometimes i run through white neighborhoods with my shirt off <laughs> and then it cuts to him like skipping with his shirt off going, I'm going to steal all your stuff. <laughs> I know that one. Um, yeah, I, I wasn't really into Vine when it was around, but ever since it these compilations and like RIP Vine stuff started popping up on uh, YouTube, I watch them all the time now. And they make me, some of them just delight me so much. Um I love the one with the lawnmower that starts singing and like flies, ta- off. Ta- flies off. I don't, I don't know why, but it just makes me so happy. Like you can Google this and maybe I can find this, but like Vine is pointed to as like the, like when the square start stopped understanding comedy, like they point to Vine stuff where it's right. like, why do kids find this funny? Which they even roll back further to like, I saw some like, you know, talk about the hot takes coming out the factory that like, this is the this is the genesis point of millennial humor, um, ah. and it was the it wasn't Vine it was the Lonely Island sketch or like the digital short where they keep playing the Imogen Heap song right over and over again yeah like it's it's a Shia LaBeouf episode from SNL yeah because he was yeah the no guest I know star. I remember it really well. like Andy Samberg shoots Bill Hader and as he falls in slow motion it's like mm, what you say yeah <laughs> and then there's a stop he's like oh. 
then Bill Hader shoots him and it plays the song again and it just keeps playing the song over and over. Yeah. And that sort of whole like, you know, repetition and absurdity type thing. It's like, this is the genesis point of millennial humor. I'm like, I don't really know that you can pinpoint it like that. No. Media. The, the, the lines are a little more squiggly, but they really like to put things in boxes. So let the old people put things in boxes. I like boxes. You could stack them. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> I could talk about the virtues of boxes all day, actually. <laughs> oh, God, my grandma-ness is coming out. Did, did you want to have box talk? Because I could tell. Listen, they're square. They're compact. They're stackable. Yeah. I don't, oh, I don't want to talk about boxes. I'm, boxes are my entire fucking life. No. Hey, why don't we talk about news instead? Okay. It's a pretty good segue. Whew. That's, um, friends, I've got the vapors from, <laughs> from that segue. Oh, the vapors. <laughs> um... I actually want to talk, we're going to talk about trailers first, because I think that's a good way into it. Yeah. So, uh, we, you asked me about the, um, if I had seen the Alita trailer. Yes. I didn't know Alita was a comic book, I'm sorry. It was a manga Um, or a manga, sorry. Um, it would make sense. But when I, just me coming from a place of just like watching the Alita trailer, I was like, this looks weird, I don't like it. Um, her face just looks weird, it, it. Yes, it definitely looks anime-ish, and I thought that's what they were going for. Um, but it also just... There's a bit of Uncanny Valley there, but really, I just think it looks stupid. Your take, Jordan. So, this is based on a manga called Battle Angel Alita, which came out in the, I believe, the 90s. Yes, it ran from 1990 to 1995. Ran for nine volumes. Very cyberpunk very fitting of that time, very dystopian, very cyberpunk, very Philip K. Dick, right? that sort of thing. It got a, I don't know how many episodes it was, but it did get an anime adaptation, which did not cover much of the, uh, of the manga. And basically for, I'm, I've, it was two, yeah, the, the OVA was only two episodes. I saw it once when I was in my first phase of anime viewing right uh where you just kind of like scooped it i think i borrowed it i don't think i bought it um or somebody from a message board like sent it to me or something but i did see it and remember liking it remember liking the style of it um but it clearly like barely covered the story and basically since like terminator 2 james cameron has wanted to make a movie of this right and this is always you know the nerds every once in a while been like you ever gonna make that you ever make that battle angel movie um, and he was like, of course, after I make, after I make all 17 avatars, <laughs> um, and not the good avatar either. <laughs> and, the, but apparently now Robert Rodriguez is directing it with James Cameron producing. And yes, as Caitlin mentioned, and it's true in the comic as much as it is in this, um, Alita, the main character, the titular battle angel is the only one with the giant anime eyes right? in the comic. Everyone else just kind of has, which is a stylistic thing sometimes in anime. And manga, but curiously, the producers of this film decided to CGI giant anime eyes onto the actress. And it's very weird. Playing Alita, who is played by uh, an actress named Rosa Salazar. Um, I will say, Christoph Waltz playing the doctor is damn near perfect. I saw him and I was like, oh, yeah, I remember him. That's very good casting. Okay. Um, so, yeah, Rosa Salazar plays Alita, and they have like pasted these anime eyes onto her. Right. Which, I mean, look realistic i mean and as much as they look like they're part of her face but at the same time like caitlin said it's real uncanny valley and as i said yeah. to my friend who messaged me the trailer earlier i was like is this racist yeah, I, I mean i i don't know because I don't think so i mean anime is not a 
ethnicity, but no, it isn't. Um, and it's again like it. They've made the 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 character is not supposed to be like you. It's not supposed to be someone who's specifically ethnic in a certain way. I mean, she's like a robot lady. Well, she's an android, yeah. Um, so you can really make your android look however you'd like. Um, it. I don't think it is. I just think it looks weird and really distracting. Not even just like a little distracting, like soups distracting. <laughs> soups dis. If we're going, but we don't really know. I've saw enough in the trailer to suggest they are following kind of the main plot where Alita is a cyborg who has lost all memories, found in a garbage heap by a cybernetics doctor who rebuilds her and takes care of her. She has no memories, but the only thing she remembers is a legendary cyborg martial art, Panzerkunst. Panzerkunst. Which leads her to becoming a bounty hunter. Um... I feel like there was a tournament thing in there as well. Yeah. It's like summons up vague memories. There was definitely like there was a slum and then there was like a floating city and there was like a thread, like a cord right. running between the two. And I just remember all these images of like people climbing the cord to get to like the floating city. Um, I don't Ugh. remember if that was in the trailer or not, but meh. I mean, Rodriguez is good. He's not perfect across the board. I don't think, but I mean, no. he's got some, he's got some hits in there. Like, oh, definitely. Um, and he's definitely shown he can work with, I mean, maybe I won't, I'm not going to cite the second Sin City perhaps, but I mean, the first Sin City definitely showed he can work with adapting comic material like yeah. that. So yeah. Anyway, what else we got? What are the trailers are out there? Um, we, uh, Jessica Jones, I didn't realize there was an actual trailer. Yeah. I didn't know that either. Um, often. so season two is coming out March 8th, 2018. So actually not too far away. It's not like no. next fall or next December. <laughs> um, it's basically, FYI, people, it's just Marvel news from like here on out. Um, so Jessica Jones, yes. Um, season two, March 8th. Trailer looks good. I'm excited. There seems to be at least a one new character in there. It looks like she's hunting what sort of happened to her. Um, yeah, suggesting that looking into what made her what she is will help her in some way. Mm. Um, and which is interesting. I hope we get some cross from some other things. I'm excited. Um, there also, I've uh, like read a couple things about, um, Kilgrave, maybe not being back, but in some way, like he's haunting. there. Yeah. I remember reading a story saying that tenant was going to be in it, but yeah, it he might may... be more of like a haunting her type of thing or flashbacks or that kind of thing. Yeah. But we get more tenant as Kilgrave, which is, Awesome as well. Um, and then uh, we watched the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse trailer, um, which features the character of Mile, Miles Morales. Now, this does come up, up in a year, yeah, <laughs> December 2018. 2018. Um, and I hadn't seen the trailer, and it looks super cool. It's pretty good. I think it looks amazing. Um, it actually reminds me a little bit of... Um, some of the, remember when the matrix had all those, like the animatrix, the animatrix come out, like there's a couple it, at times it seems to f switch styles. And there were a couple that did that. Mm. Um, so it looks, it looks really good. Um, and then finally there's Marvel rising. So there's a couple things connected to Marvel rising. One, um, it is totally Marvel's answers answer to DC superhero girls. Because they totally cornered that market. Leaving money on the table, Marvel. Um, and also, it's Marvel trying to, in a good way, um, push their 
new, more interesting characters, more relatable characters. More Spider-Gwen. Spider-Gwen. That's Sorry, it's going to feature Spider-Gwen, America Chavez, um, Captain Marvel. Um, uh, Ms. Ms. Marvel's in there. Kamala. Kamala, right. yeah, Kamala Khan's in there, um, and Quake. then Quake is in there. Exile, and a couple dudes, whatever. Yeah, um, which is kind of awesome. So it's like a super diverse cast. Because of this, the um, <clears throat> certain Marvel fans, you don't say, <laughs> have gone like ape shit, mm. and they're like they're pushing their leftist agenda on the children. Will someone please think of the children? Um, yeah, uh, Jordan's fallen asleep because... So, you, with a proton microscope, you could not find a fuck I have for these op- these people's opinions? No. Uh, and no one really should. All I can think of now is the vine is... <laughs> I'm an adult virgin. Um, <laughs> Four good. female ghostbusters. <laughs> adult virgin. Um, yes, yeah, so... It's ridiculous and stupid, and I hope that the series does amazingly well, and kids love it, and everyone, you can be just shown the door on the world. You can find your own maybe world. It's a show for children. Yeah, and and making what's wrong? The, making the fucking <laughs> Affleck. I used to do this with my buddy Glenn all the time. The fictional characters, fictional. Ca- like Affleck does that in some Jane Silent Bob. Uh, they are fictional characters, and it is a show for kids. And they're new characters, and they're, it's fine. What is wrong with you people? Ain't that serious. It is not that serious. Um, and that's it. That's, that's it. Got. Yeah, and I don't know when it's coming, but they're opening up with like six sh- digit, like shorts. Right. Um, and then doing yeah, so like a... Be, this is a- animated series right so yeah. like a, there, there probably will be a tie-in comic or something well they're but. doing in the four short, uh animated short or six animated shorts and then they're doing like a, a animated film hmm. i don't know if it'll be in theaters or not um uh the i think the spider verse is, is coming to theater actual theaters, That's theaters yeah. um so yeah i think they're trying to do that thing dc keeps on doing except dc keeps on making cartoons for adults hmm. whereas marvel's like hey you know who really loves cartoons Kids, children, um, yeah. So, there uh, and one last update to something we had mentioned previously: uh, a more full trailer for Black Mirror season four. Yes, is out. All those those six episodes will be dropping on December 29th. So, when your family is making you feel awful about your life decisions, you can just settle in with some some Black Mirror to make you feel even more awful about the state of the world and how everyone is screaming and on, on fire, and it's not getting any better. Woo! Yeah, that's. One way to close out this section of the show. Well, some things are getting better. but Some things. And that's why Black Mirror is there, to give us a a reflection of ourselves. Wow. Did you like that? Wow. wow. <laughs> so we're watching a compilation of, <laughs> YouTube compilation of all the Owen Wilson wows, because somebody apparently didn't know Owen Wilson wows were a thing. Oh, they are. Like, this is a meme. Yep. Wow. It's like, what, he does this? Yes. Wow. Wow. Yes, he does that. Shouts to you, Owen Wilson. Uh, and shouts to this show. Please, a- please ha- ha- hashtag Owen Wilson. <laughs> Just uh, we'll get Owen Wilson wow. on the podcast. Wow! 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 <laughs> So one day we're going to just do an episode of nothing but 10 minutes of Owen Wilson Miles just to fuck with people. 
Well, I guess we'll take a break right here, get ourselves a beverage, a snack, and when we come back, we're going to talk about some things, some things that, really, we're just talking about to make somebody happy. I hope she still likes us when we come back from it. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. BRB. Welcome back to the show. This is the half of the show where we talk about the things we brought each other. Do yeah. you have any idea how long it took me to learn that? 96 episodes? Yeah, just about. <laughs> um, I think a couple episodes ago, I was like, ah, oh, I finally got it. I don't have to write it down. <laughs> I mean, I still have to write down the intro, but at least got the back half, okay? Leveled up. Ding, 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 ding. Um, yes, yeah, so this um, is the section of the show where we... I'm doing it as low people are new. I just feel like this episode we're going to have more new listeners. So we bring each other things from our own sort of fandoms, geekdoms um, that we really like, that we want the other person to watch. Um, Jordan gives me a lot of anime. It's like one of his things. It is one um, of my things. I give Jordan uh, random stuff because <laughs> I'm actually into a lot of things. Um, some of it is more on the old ladyish side. Yeah. Um, I have been watching a lot of Father Brown, so you Uh-oh. may get that soon. Um, But before we get started, we have three rules that we like to stick to. Oh my God. You can't just like roll into this just like without a plan. No. You need structure. (laughs) Yeah. We always have structure to things we do. We are nothing if not advocates for firm structure, rule-based system, boxes. We love boxes. Keeping things in boxes. Box number one, the rule of three. Which is the rule that we will watch three of the thing if it comes in a series format or issues or epicycles or chapters. We will try and watch it till it becomes the thing it's supposed to become. You have to give it a chance. Always. Get it. Sea legs. Yes. So in this case, it only, it again, only pertain, p- pertains to half. Um, I give Jordan a movie, so he hopefully watched the whole thing of that, <laughs> unless he was disgusted. Disgusted. Um, and then he gave me three episodes of a TV show. So that's how it works. That's how it works. The second rule is hashtag save it for the pod, which is the rule that we will only talk about the things we watched on the podcast. We have no idea what we thought of the things we watched. No idea at all. I mean, we know ourselves. Yes. But I don't know what Caitlin thought. No. And sometimes that can be hard because Jordan has once said um, that he wasn't sure if I had actually watched it because we actually don't talk about it at all to sort of like help us not talk about them. Because so much of our friendship, if you're new friends, Caitlin and I predate this podcast. Oh, yeah. We've known each other for years. Years. Go back and listen. I think it's, it's in the early episode. Secret Origins. It's back there somewhere. Get into all that if you want to know how the hell we met, how this thing started. That's all back in there. We don't need to rehash that. But so much of our friendship has been just like, I saw this thing and I'm screaming and I'm screaming at you. <laughs> and and why do you like it? And why don't I like it? And, <laughs> and let's... I like this and you need to watch it. And I didn't like it for this reason. And I did like it for this reason. Yeah. We took all that away. From our relationship. We did. For you. Yeah. And, but I gotta say, still, our relationship still going strong. 
oddly enough. We just send each other gifts. Turns out we actually like each other as people. Who thought? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, third rule, which isn't really a rule. It's more of a policy. There will be spoilers. There will be spoilers. Um, it. I mean, really, we give this uh, spo- spoiler notice um, to people who just like hate any zero, kind of zero tolerance policy for spoilers yeah um most of the stuff we tend to watch is not brand brand new sometimes it is the show i'm watching or i watched is, is brand brand new is brand brand new but so listen new anime season listen. is that what it is uh just wrapped yeah it was from the fall okay. the winter the winter sorry in october okay so fall but listen i'm going to live and tell you what happened so well yeah so, well, not a lot to spoil. Yeah, not a lot to spoil. Um, but if you don't want to know anything about it, it's like, oh my god, no, that thing. I just, I want to, I want all fresh. I want to, I don't want to know anything. You gotta go. Yeah, it's. I'm sorry, so sorry, but you've just got to get out because we will just wreck everything. Everything. We're gonna start doing that right now. So your things first. We like to alternate, so we're gonna start with the thing I gave Caitlin, which is really not a thing I'm giving Caitlin. It's more a thing that number one geek down fan Kira. Has given us. Yes. So thank you, Kira. This is a thing I had heard about before. I mm-hmm. knew it was floating around. Kind of a sleeper on the fall anime season. And I knew people liked it. Uh, Amelia yeah. also very much liked it. Um, I knew it was floating around there. And it wasn't until a flurry of ads showed up in the show Twitter mentions. Mm-hmm. Imploring us. Imploring. To watch this show. The definition of comf, she said. Mm-hmm. Kira really wanted us to watch this show. What show is that? It is Netjuno Suzume, which in the actual graphic for the show says it's called uh, Recommendation of the Wonderful Virtual Life. Yes. But for our intents and purposes, has been renamed by Americans as Recovery of an MMO Junkie. So going to i'm going to start this before you even get into well okay. no should i hold off should no, i just I'm, like i'm raring to go I don't, I don't know well because just because you talked about the title okay that second title that the americans have renamed it it is stupid and it doesn't make any sense do not like recovery of an mmo junkie it's not what the story is about <laughs> uh what is the story about you ask i'm so happy you asked uh this is a 10 episode anime of a web manga apparently okay that was by uh, an artist, a writer and artist named Rin Kokio, released on the Comico app in Japan. Um, it says it's still ongoing. Maybe it's still ongoing. I thought it was just a real short short series that only ran two volumes. Um, the show itself is super short. It only ran for ten episodes. And what is this show about, you say? It is about a 30-year-old career woman named Moriko Morioka. Or Mori Mori Chan, as people as people call her. Mori Mori Chan, uh, who decides, for reasons unknown currently, to opt out of career life and become a neat. Chooses to become a neat. Yes, neat is a term that comes up often in the show. It's a it's a trope at this point of yep. Japanese literature. Is an actual thing. Is a trend, a worrisome trend to in Japan to, and and other places. To places in. A worrying trend to the Japanese people, uh, afflicting their young, basically. And it's not just Japan. This is also worrisome for other people as well. It's, a, it's an acronym for the phrase, not in education, employment, or training. Yes. Basically means 
you got nothing going on. This used to be called no taku. The extreme case is the hikikomori, yep. which are the ones that like can't even bear to like leave their rooms anymore. They just kind of like lock themselves up in their rooms and do not leave. Yeah, and that's a whole topic for another day. Often these people engage in this lifestyle because they don't have the option. They cannot find work. They can't. They can't find work. They can't afford school. Et cetera, et cetera. They did not get into the school they wanted to get into, so yep. they just kind of piddle around. And because of how Japanese family traditions are, basically parents end up supporting these grown these grown children mm-hmm. that they kind of like futz around and don't get their lives together. Mori Chan has opted for this. She yes. checked out. She's like, she call herself? I'm an elite neat. She gets real mad. Yeah, Anybody's going to find out. They're not going to understand that I am an elite neat. I'm not like these other ones. No, I have chosen this for myself. She does talk a little bit about um, throughout this year, like she has some savings. Yes. So it's it seems to be like she has saved up for this opportunity or what she's done with this. She has she has worked in the corporate field. Appears to have been very competent and good at her job. Yeah, extremely competent. There are some scenes throughout these early episodes that suggest um, a certain level of disillusionment. Disillusionment with that life. I don't know if there's an inciting moment that caused her to opt out, but she has for whatever reason. Yep. And returns to online Memorpa game. Yeah. She uh, had been playing previously mm-hmm. um, and returns not to the game she had been playing. Her account got suspended or the game shut down or whatever. Yeah. And she moves on to another one called Fruit de Mer. Which is Fruits of the Sea. Fruits of the Sea. Um, creates a male character named Hayashi. Yep. Joins a guild. Meets another player named Lily. And they become very close and partner up. And Hayashi and Lily become close friends. Hayashi joins Lily's guild. Meanwhile, in the real world, Moriko has a chance encounter with a good-looking elite company employee named y- Yuta Sakurai, who may have ties with her online life. She, do you what? think? Do you think? What? So, as said at the top, this is not a show that I was like super passionate about. Yeah, I knew that it had like. I knew people who liked it, people whose opinions I respected, really liked it. Mm-hmm. I think this maybe more comes up later, but people have called out like the depiction of Morika's, Morioka, what the hell's her fucking name? Moriko's um, depression, isolation, social anxiety. Right. Being 30. Like, yeah. It's <laughs> all things that are not typically addressed in, in anime, anime, or if they are. It's usually from like a male teenage perspective. Right. Um, people have really liked that aspect of the show. The rom com shit. I haven't seen a lot. Of, I've seen up to five episodes, I think. So I'm like at the halfway point. Right. I've seen bits of that. Mm-hmm. The rom com shit is super telegraphed. And I'm like, I don't see that surprising me. So I'm kind of yeah. mixed on this show. Okay. For myself. Mm-hmm. You are chomping. <laughs> <laughs> Trying so hard. You are hands in pockets. Dear God, let me get through the setup. Fine, I'll just back away. Caitlin McKinnon, what the fuck did you think of this show? I tried to watch all the episodes, but I couldn't, and no, none of the sites would work. And then I couldn't, I, I crunchy roll. It for some reason wouldn't play anymore. And I only got to like episode six, and I just I wanted to watch it so bad, and I couldn't. And it was, um, really sad. So, so you like it? Uh, yeah. So you like the show? <clears throat> yeah, I do. More than me, apparently. I love this show so much. Why do you love this show, Caitlin? It is so comf. And it's like... But you don't 
always rock with cum, especially in anime. But no, no, no. It's Slice not- of life you kind of find boring. But it's not boring. That's the problem with cumph is a lot of the cumph is just boring. Mm. Or you hate the characters. But I love her. She's mm, great. She's yeah. 30. She basically... I, I think that some of the imagery has maybe she thought of suicide. She mm. obviously was really unhappy and sad. She and looks very like when she comes home, she basically she kind of collapses when she comes yeah, home. Yeah, she literally collapses and falls on her bed. And the show opens with what is presumably her last day at her job. Yeah, she's she still in throws the, these flowers out. She obviously didn't care much for working there. I think even in the opening credits, there's shots of like her clearly having like a breakdown, like on her knees yeah. crying type of thing. Yeah. So. I like I love that aspect of it and talking about that, but sort of in an amusing, comfort comfortable way. Um, I like her as a character. She drinks Sapporo and eats junk food. She drinks so much. And and again chose this for herself. This is what she wants to do. And the only thing I worry about her is like the isolation and the not getting exercise and not, like I worry for this character. Mm. But I've totally been there. Um, I love they draw her eyebrows as being bushy because she <laughs> hasn't plucked them or like waxed them or anything. Um, so you would have seen yes the scene where she where they. They showcase her like she's a character and yeah. like labeled all of her clothes. Like, yes. <laughs> it's like uh, sweatpants, sweatpants from, from high school. school. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. And they do uh, little things that are fun in the show. And the going back and forth between the real world and the in-character Memorp world is spectacular. They did such a good job. I just I can't get over how good of a job that they did. Um, and it makes me so happy. So you like the you like the guild. I like the supporting characters on the guild a little more. Um I like the supporting well, I mean she's a kind in a way kind of an every woman, right? Like mm. there isn't anything particular about her, but she's she's a good person and she's interesting and funny and she obviously has a lot of issues with social anxiety and I have been there. Well, I was going to say this is currently. So I mean Super telegraphed, and I don't know if you've seen up to six. You've seen further ahead of me, so this may have been revealed. But like, I, I haven't seen six. Sorry, okay. no. I I tried to see. Okay, so I think we're at the same point, but I think yeah. we're all in agreement that obviously the blonde haired guy is Lily Chan. Oh or, yeah, yeah, right. They do they do that reveal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Which is quick, not quick, really a reveal. Yeah, it's <laughs> it is obvious from the jump that yeah. like so there you know there's some some threes company chicanery. Yes, sort chic- of threes company style chicanery. It's yeah. like. He doesn't know I'm actually a woman. She doesn't know I'm actually a woman. He doesn't know I'm actually a man. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. This is a weird romantical type thing where all of our genders are Swap. misdiagnosed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Diagnosed. <laughs> genders are not diagnosed. <laughs> um, but so obviously when he inadvertently, you know, they bump into each other, he cracks her in the nose type of thing. Yeah. Like, he's got his, for some reason, his Where was she going? And- was she just going to the, to get more beer? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, and then he's kind of taken or enamored with her and his friend um used to work with her yeah at the old job and they used to talk on Mori the phone Chan. more that's where the mori mori chan name comes from because her name's morioka moriko which she realized is she's like i have a ridiculous name <laughs> i know this um so obviously you know the online life and the in the irl life i've seen a lot of clips and screenshots like related to what she thinks of i guess yuda sakurai like whatever it is I guess his coworker will call him by his last name, so we'll call him by his first name because we're friends like that. Okay. Yuta's, uh, how she feels probably that Yuta's too good for her type of thing. And right. She doesn't want to like him. And, like, this is currently, I don't think this happened in the show yet, but this is currently, like, Amelia's 
um, Amelia Cook's cover photo on Twitter. Oh, right. Where it's like clearly like a representation of probably all the things she thinks are wrong with her that he should not want to be with her because of. Yeah. And it's just like all these like pop up bubbles of things like late bloomer, worn out clothes, always in house clothes, doesn't do laundry, coffee stains, <laughs> zero femininity. I just yeah, saw that one. Yeah. Like those are the aspects that I think as we get into the back half of the show yeah. are going to, I hope, lean in more. And I think that'll be more compelling for me. Yeah. Because up to this point, you know, I don't really play MMOs. I'm happy that a game that has like an alternate world, like this isn't like an isekai show about some fucking nerd no. who like goes to a fantasy world and all the girls love them and type of thing. Like, no. I see your point about the name, I guess, too. Because I was going to say this actually kind of shows like a healthy depiction of gaming it's not like she's an addict or a junkie like no like she can leave her house she doesn't like doing it (laughs) but she can leave her house she's found comfort she's chosen to leave work and become a neat um because obviously she was in a lot of pain psychologically um and you know she feels shame about it and it talks about that shame um and there's a point where the other one there's another player in her guild who assumes she's a university student yes, because cause she's no there. one's around during the day. She's there all day. Um, and, you know, I do have some worry for her as a character. I'm mm-hmm. like, I want her to like, e- I don't care if you stop working because psychologically you need to, but like go to a park <laughs> or like go window shopping or something. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, Which she, uh, but she does like, so um, you just coworker who used to work with her ends up, Bumping into her at this convenience store she goes to all the time. Bumping, bombarding, bombarding her. her. Basically, like, yeah, he's douchey. Um, and basically kind of bullying her into going out for drinks. Yeah. He says it's to, like, bring Yuda with him. Because they had, Yuda and Moriko had swapped a couple of emails. Yeah. But then, for usual, typical anxieties, she stops. Yeah. Or, like, he tries to. He wants to. He asked her to dinner, right? But and she to, said like, no. appall, like, to, like. He wanted to take her to get dinner to, like, say sorry for, like, smashing her face in. But it's low-key because he likes her. Yes. She's like, well, you already paid for, you know. This. And- you already paid for my medical treatment. Like, you've done enough. I can't ask for I can't ask for She She wouldn't even entertain the idea that he actually wanted to spend time with her. Yes. Um. So his coworker says he bombarded her so hard to try and, like bring it he's like you know i did this for you right yeah i don't know if i believe no, that no no <laughs> well he did the for one of the first comments is that like she's got big boobs yeah. and he's like yeah um but there's a miscommunique in the i believe the last episode we both saw there's a miscommunique about the day yeah um that they were supposed to go out for drinks and she does she goes she gets up she makes an effort she gets her hair done low-key kind of dreading what's going to happen when she realizes yeah. she's getting stood up and oh no man the, the scene where she's going she has to buy like she buys the pantyhose <laughs> and then it's like oh and i've got to do this and i got to get like my face waxed and i got to do like all these things my mascara is all clumpy <laughs> that has actually happened to me so many times I'm, like hmm. crying them i've got nothing to <laughs> wear and chris is like what about all these dresses no dresses are stupid I have so many things I need to do to get ready for this thing I'm going out to so I don't look like a golem. Like, <laughs> this is, you will laugh, but this is actually These happened. are the subtleties of the female experience that I'm going to miss watching a show like this. And this, and this is part of the reason I love it. There's been so many moments where I've gone, ooh, especially because I was an MMO player being like, oh yeah, that's a thing that has happened to mm. me, right? Um, when you first... 
I was young when I started playing more porps um, and massively multiplayer online role playing games like WoW, um, Worlds of Warcraft. World of Warcraft. <laughs> oh my god, I, Dave was I was getting it. Okay, Lay off the abreaves. <laughs> um, uh, people would like give you gifts, and you'd be like, "Oh, that's nice," <laughs> and then they like always want to like talk to you and hang out and. Part of the game was finding out, like, sometimes people would be surprised I was a girl, and sometimes they would be like, oh, you're a girl. And then I'd be like, oh, God, what have I done? <laughs> now, WoW wasn't as bad because a lot of pe- people played different gendered characters. Like, that's not a big deal. Um, <clears throat> but it, there are still some similarities to the experience. And then also, um, we act, uh, not myself, but through other people, I. I knew who played. Mm. We actually, when I was in my late teens, early 20s, a big group of my friends were actually people who played um, online games. Mm -hmm. Um, So we met in person kind of thing and hung out. Um, So that, it does happen. It's not as weird. Um, Lots of people will meet up um, once they know that they play the same game. This happens. And more and more in our world, do you start meeting your social circle or your friends or your spouses through some kind of online format Mm -hmm. so through a game is not that surprising well good job kira good job kira (laughs) should totally email me about this i'm gonna talk about (laughs) it you you should totally send each other memes have your your squee but squee about this show i don't and i don't dislike the show i'm gonna finish it yeah i'm gonna watch the whole thing um I but didn't I just, expect to like it as much as I did. Mm, I that's always wonderful. Yeah, and I, at first, because I looked up the like the name of the show, this show what was it called? Evil or vile or I can't remember. It was basically about someone who goes to a camp to because they're addicted to video games oh. or, or. And I was like, <laughs> "Is this what you wanted me to watch?" And then I double checked, no. and I was like, "No." And then I started watching, and I was like, "This show is all about how online gaming can help you." socially and help can help your anxieties. Yeah, it, it doesn't demonize the practice, right? No, Which is not at all. You see so often when you deal with media that talks about gaming, it's like you need to you need to get out, you need to stop this. Nobody's telling anybody to stop. You yeah. see and you see like the guild leader like listen, the the Deus Ex Machina coincidentals are Yes. Those are the points where I roll my eyes a bit and I'm like <laughs> I like it. Um the guy at the at the the combi the the, the Oh, convenience mart what's it called again i think they're called combis no but it actually has a name oh that's oh, like a fake 7-eleven type name yeah but it's, it's a good one if i remember yeah but. i can't remember but yeah actually miranda sanchez from ign at one point was like just amassing all the like fake grocery stores and like screenshots of all the fake groceries she, she loves fake grocery stores and like convenience marts yeah that she sees in anime uh-huh. and she was like am- amassing all these on a tumblr um be that as it may He's the guild leader, um, and he's fully functional. He's at that stage where he's so you see him mentioned to a coworker that he's out there starting to get in the job search and yeah. do that type of thing. Um, yeah, these people are leaving, leading functional lives. It's not yep. like the typical sloth trash bag, like the dude on the South Park, the guy on South Park yeah. meme. Um, and I like they nudge it. I like that it's mentioned at least, even though it's technically a dude playing with the character, but right. how like. 
one of the characters is both um the wife and the the wife and the husband, husband thing. I like yeah. I, I like that reveal. And I, I know like, people who that's oh, yeah? they, they've shared characters. Yeah, <laughs> so like you know the burly shopkeeper type guy. Yeah. is getting a little more gossipy with people, <laughs> and the guild leader's like, "Listen, just because you're married, you shouldn't be swear- you shouldn't be sharing characters." <laughs> it's like, oh, it's just for a minute. <laughs> like that was a fun reveal. Um, no, it's um they kind of nudge the fact that like so when Hayashi joins the guild, yeah, um he obviously likes she likes the lily character mm-hmm. um has a good time playing with her type of thing and the guild leader's kind of like maybe just slow your roll a bit yep it's like you'd understand that when she first showed up she was bombarded by creeps yeah <laughs> basically i just like the show for acknowledging that at all yeah oh that yeah that's, that being a lady gamer even though it's a dude playing with a cutesy lady character like might get bombarded and that dudes are awful <laughs> and also the weird thing like having a crush on a character mm. and like not yeah that happens a lot <laughs> <laughs> uh just a little thing there well what are you giving this kate um it's like it's like eight out of ten oh, it mm, nine out of ten no shit Nine and, I I think like it, it's not I don't think it's groundbreaking but I loved watching it. It's not we're we're not kick punches are not for like other artistic people. merit and what the show represents is just did you like it? I did. How I much really, did you like it? I really liked it. Well, I was not expecting that. I thought this was going to be I was, I was worried about this conversation. I was like, "Oh man, Kira going to be sad if we didn't like it." <laughs> okay, thought it was lame. No, so good. I cannot wait the, to this, like the sound you hear is her just exploding with just, from across the planet. So happy! Well, that is on your crunchy rolls and all of your various and sundry places where you can watch anime. So check that out. And now moving on. Moving on. <clears throat> so I gave Jordan pulling a thread from an offhanded comment like three episodes ago. I gave Jordan Chicago. Now, there is some history. Not about Chicago. I mean, not about me liking Chicago. It's a musical and it's amazing. It's fantastic. Um, but about Chicago itself. So Chicago, um, the musical was adapted by a play by someone named Maureen Dallas Watkins, um, who wrote the play in the 1920s. Um, it was adapted by... Bob Fosse in the 1970s and John Kander and Fred Ebb, um, who are like lyricists and musicians. And, um, and the musical was so amazing that it basically ran almost every single, like throughout every single decade since oh, yeah. in the eighties, there was a bit of a dip. Um, oh, it's like cat status, right? Like it just, it just, it keeps never on going stopped being going performed. Out. Yeah. Um, but I specifically, obviously, gave Jordan the 2002 film. So Chicago itself is an American musical crime comedy drama. You just be like musical. They always encompass everything. Um, and it's about Chicago during the jazz age. Um, it focuses on sort of two main female characters, uh, Roxy Hart and Velma. And I can't remember her last name. Kelly. Kelly. Um, and... Uh, both of them end up committing crimes basically the same day. Everybody's committing crimes. Everybody. It's Chicago. Chicago, baby. And it's jazz um, and <laughs> drinking. Um, and it also focuses on their the lawyer who is trying to get them both free, um, played by Richard Gere. 
Um, Roxy is just a wannabe dancer performer. She's delusional. <laughs> She's very much delusional. Um, she wants to be up there. Um, she loves jazz. Um, she's married to this, I think he's a mechanic or, yes. Um, and, uh, she ends up, um, basically having an affair with a man who says he knows somebody in the biz and he can get her in. Yes. And when she finds out that that isn't the case, she shoots him. Yeah. Because jazz, baby. He had it coming. He had it coming. Um, then Velma, on the other side, um, she is a performer, and that's who Roxy's watching when yes. she has some of her delusional fantasies. Um, Velma um, has figured out that her, I think it's her twin sister or her sister, There's, who... Yeah. I think it's just a sister. Just a sister who does this this routine with her. Yes. Usually has been um, having an affair with her husband and she shoots them both. Shoots them both. Anyways, both ladies end up in jail. Um, the story is all about the trial and the lawyer and the people sort of involved, the husband and each of the characters and... And media manipulation. Media manipulation. The, you know, the influence of alcohol and drugs. Um, and Yeah. That's and there's lots of amazing singing and dancing and they did a really amazing job and that's why it won a whole bunch of Oscars. <laughs> Jordan, what'd you think? We know I don't fucks with musicals. Yes. I've said this before. Mm-hmm. Why doesn't Jordan fucks with musicals? Because musicals oftentimes just snap the thread of implausibility for me. Right. Um But that's not always a bad thing. I also have to make a fine line between like the straight musicals, like Jesus Christ Superstar, where it's like singing from beginning to end. Right. Everything said is singing. Yes. Um, I don't know what other ones are like that. I think Les Mis is like that too, or... Yeah. Um, it's where everything is sung. Everything is sung. Everything yes. is sung. Uh, or you have the ones that are like a little bit of, you know, acting. Yeah. And then songs throughout. Numbers. Um, numbers. <laughs> a little some up-tempo numbers. Um what I liked about this was that, and I don't know if this plays in the, I assume it doesn't play in the actual stage production, but like, are the musical numbers, her delusions in the production as well? Or is it just like the production? I don't know. The thing they burst out into song. Like, I've never got, I've never been able to see it on stage. Broadway heads get at us. But um, but I know, I mean, probably not. I mean, oof. The reason I gave you this specific musical first while well, we talked about it, but also they did such a good job of doing an amazing thing with a musical cin- cinematographically. <laughs> um, so they really, they were really able to make it a film. All the numbers are basically taking place at this same club, which exists in Roxy's head. It's yes. just like this, like it's just a jazz club. It's just a jazz club. Tay, Tay Diggs is the. Yeah, the, uh, is the, the band leader who mm-hmm. introduces a lot of the songs. Um, Queen Latifah's in it. Yeah, so like Queen Latifah is like you know the the lady prison warden. She's yep. corrupt as shit, yep. um, and basically has no problem you know doing favors for the ladies if she gets paid. And so her her number, her solo number is like uh, when you're good to mama. I think mama's good to you. Um, so what, you know, Roxy hears this as she's entering the prison. And then when Queen Latifah comes out in her head, she's imagining this you know giant jazz number because she's fucking delusional yes um but that remains in like the realm of plausibility Mm -hmm. for me like cool i can hang with your like overproduced song and dance numbers yeah because it's happening in this 
woman's woman's head. Right. Um, this movie is kind of like. We always know I'm so weird when I watch movies now. This is like a time capsule of people who aren't famous anymore. Like I feel like my first. Mm-hmm. That's I. That's... But that wasn't that even that long ago. Like I feel like my first note was like, man, remember when Renee Zellweger was a thing? Yeah. Like what happened to Renee Zellweger? She's doing stuff. Where'd Richard Gere go? Richard Gere's doing stuff. Where did? Where, where's Catherine Zeta? She just out oh, there. Catherine Zeta. I don't know. About. Catherine Zeta out just uh, living her best life, cashing Michael Douglas's you know Hank Pym Marvel checks. Like possibly. I mean, why not? Yeah. If you can. Um, it's like, man, look at all these people who we never see anymore. John C. Riley, you're the only John C. Riley, Tay Diggs, you're the only ones still kind of kicking around, doing things. Uh, and the Queen, the Queen's always the Queen. Um, the song and the songs are like not. The other problem with musicals is that the songs are usually like so. And I'm gonna then <laughs> my best life and me. This, these are actual like ragtime jazz songs. Which yeah, are, like amazing. Know, I can hang with that a little better than the standard musical fare. Um, it's yeah, like you said, cinematographically, it's cinematographically, it's gorgeously shot. It looks amazing. Um, how many Oscars did this win? It's one of shit ton of like Oscars. Six, didn't it? Yeah. maybe more. I think Catherine Zeta got an Oscar for this. Did she? For I, this movie. All I remember is it just like swept the Oscars. I remember knowing about this musical like when I was uh, like in the 90s, like early 90s or like the 90s at least, I oh, think. And, and this movie is like it, go-to <laughs> Halloween for like an entire generation of, of yes. women. Uh, a very good friend will always sing all that jazz at karaoke. Right. Every time. Yeah. Every time we go, she will always sing it. Um, so I feel, I feel like I, that's my biggest connection to the musical Chicago and just, you know, Women who dress like, you know, ramshackle flappers. <laughs> I'm Velma <laughs> Kelly. I just put on garters. Um, that said, like I was I was telling a, a friend, you know, it's like, ooh, I finally woke up early and finally finished watching the thing that Kate gave me. It's like, oh, well, what is it? So, oh, shit. I'm watching Chicago this week. And the text reply was immediately like, he had it coming. And I was like, I don't know that the feminist thread is really one you want to pull on this movie too hard. Right. I feel like the message is kind of women are lying trifling Jezebels who will <laughs> It's not well do, it's, it's do whatever they can to get ahead and be famous. It's about it's, it's kind of about women being just like men but yeah. because they're women they are seen differently, yeah, right? Yeah, that's a more forgiving take of it. Cuz the thing is Richard Gere is like he get he wins every case he cuz basically he just he, he flips the story and basically has the defendants outright lie he concocts like an entirely new stories for them and gets them out in front of a very ravenous press who's who's dying for you know like stories that are that are alarming because it's sensational stories it's women committing murder women don't do that right so many women commit murder in this movie and and that's kind of the point right it's, speaking of people who what happened to them lucy lou show up like three three two-thirds through this movie I'm like, yeah that's right lucy lou i miss you um I'm singing the Scooby Doo theme song about Lucy Lou. <laughs> Lucy, Lucy Lou, I miss you. <laughs> um, wow, that was fucking lame. I'm going to cut that. I'm not going to cut it because it was charmingly lame. Um, yeah, so I guess that that's a more forgiving take. I was just kind of like, does this movie 
like women or not? I think it's just saying women are just like men and they do terrible (laughs) things. Everyone's awful. Yeah. Basically in Chicago in the 1920s, everyone's awful except for the Roxy's husband. Yes, except for John C. Riley. Um, Mr. Cellophane. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so I mean, like, this was the... If if musicals are a thread you are going to continue to go down, Mm -hmm. like, you swung the biggest bat with this one, like... Possibly. Like... There might be others. Do you think... I'm saying that went over well. Yeah. Like, ultimately, I'm probably giving this a seven. Maybe if I'm feeling generous, an eight. But there was, like, boobs in it and amazing musical numbers and... Maya was in it? Yeah! Early 2000s R&B shantus Maya. (laughs) She showed up. Um, Oh, and I did really like the... um, because, you know, they're also desperate to, like, get off and willing to do whatever it takes to get off. Because yeah. apparently, uh, pardon the phrasing, Chicago was hanging bitches in the, in the 1920s. <laughs> I don't know if that's were. factually accurate. And but... they, like, hang the one the one woman who is not guilty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that scene in particular, if anything's going to bump it to an eight, it's that scene where, like, it's she the gets cell her block, moment. The cell block tango? No, not like the cell a... block tango. The Hungarian vanishing act. Oh, yeah. Where she's executed. Yeah. And at the same time, it's like, as she's getting walked to the gallows... She's in like a ballerina's outfit, like about to do some leap off of a, a stage with a rope, but like the noose, the noose drops and they put it around her neck in real life. And then the Roxy's head version, it like goes around her waist and then she jumps off and one leaps off gracefully in one. And on the other one, just the bottom drops out and she gets hung. Right. I thought that whole scene was done very artfully yes. um, and was very well done. So, I mean, if anything's going to bump it up to it, uh, to an eight, it's going to be that scene. And Cell Block Tango. Yeah, Cell Block Tango was fine. Was fine? Are so, you kidding? Eh, it was a little too, a little too much pizzazz. What? Too much pizzazz in that segment. It's jazz, Jordan. Jazz. Jazz. Pop. Pop six. Cicero. Lip shits. <laughs> Sounds like fucking call numbers for a World War II flight. Um, yeah, it's, it. it's, it's like an eight. I don't have the vocabulary to really like speak about musicals. I know what I, I know what I like and it ain't much. Well, and I like this. What we just talked about is we're not trying to yeah. <laughs> rate it on like of musicals, right? We're just trying to say whether we liked it or not. And we enjoyed it and we Listen, thought it was fun. I had a very hectic last couple days. Yes. Not on the most sleep. Yeah. Sleep no. schedule. Very up and down Mm -hmm. was basically fighting for a couple hours to watch this. If it was an awful experience, I would have dreaded it. Right. And would have been just like, Oh my God, I would, I could be sleeping right now, but I'm not, (laughs) I'm watching this. I never had that sensation watching this. Mm -hmm. I was enjoying myself while I was watching it. The cast as sealed in ember (laughs) as they are now to watch are delightful. Yeah. Still don't understand why Zellweger was a thing. Uh, I think she was sort of an every woman, like she was kind of silly and like, I but guess, cute. Man, she, and... But she, she really just ran with it though. I mean, shouts to her. Like she, I think, she just fucking ran with it. I think all the casting was really well done. Um, was really well done. Like you see, you see fucking Maya show up and like Queen Latifah. And I gotta song. say like Richard Gere did an amazing job. Richard Gere was in so much more of this than I thought. I yeah. thought he was like a real, like just kind of had like showed up, did one song like, you know, and probably not well, like it was going to be like Russell, Russell Crowe. Yeah. Name? Like Russell Crowe and Les Mis. Like he goes up, he sings one song. We all go, mm, gold star. You tried. And 
keep it moving. But he's got like three numbers yeah. <laughs> in there. Um, was it all I, all I care about is love, Razzle Dazzle, and the one where she's like the marionette. Where it's yeah. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, he's like, he's the core of of the movie. And very unexpected for a dude you just think of like, you know, he's Richard Gere, he's a Buddhist, he... Richard Gere's a Buddhist? You didn't know this? I didn't know this. Richard, he's in The Simpsons as a Buddhist. <laughs> when Lisa converts huh. to Buddhism, he's he's there. Is he? Yeah. She goes, she finds the Buddhist temple and Richard Gere's just hanging out there because totally. he was like the most notable like Buddhist. Buddhist? Buddhist. Buddhist. Um, yeah, he was like the, the whole like free Tibet. He was him and him and like MCA were like the two guys behind, huh. behind bringing the free Tibet movement to North, to North American consciousness. So maybe that's he's just hanging with the Dalai Lama now. He's like, I made maybe. my I made my money. Um shouts to you, Richard Gere. Salute. You Being did you Buddhist. did your damn thing, bro. Well, that's on your Netflixes. It is. To my relief and delight. <laughs> uh that's sitting there on your Netflixes. And if you've never seen it, hearty recommend. Yeah. Wouldn't say that about every musical. Probably won't say that about every musical. Probably you know not. what? I'm gonna say it about this one. Up top, good app. Nice. You did really well this week. Both like some things. Hey, y'all. So, holidays be coming. Yeah. Going to be some changes to the format. Not really changes to the format, but like, you know. And not like going forward. Just like. No, no, no. Just for you the know, next couple weeks. We're going to have, we at a time, traveling, yeah. family, doing stuff. Still going to get your episodes. Oh, They're yeah. still going to be there. Because we are that hardworking. No days off for the geek down. So, next week, I believe we'll be uh will be oh, fuck it i'll just say it everybody can have it christmas gift for everybody yeah often we have made comments on this show that there are things well not even on this show but to ourselves that there are these like, thi- there are these things that are like oh like they're like how the fuck how did you never that, see like, that really just not even curious like really you haven't seen it so for christmas this year y'all last year we had actual christmas episode we watched christmas things yeah this year as a gift to each other and to you the listener we're gonna check those things off the list yeah so next week Caitlin McKinnon will be watching Breaking Bad. Yeah, I will be. And uh, Jordan Ferguson to probably mm. I'm, my horror, like I'm just, I'm actually sad already, <laughs> is, is going to be watching Star Wars. Uh, the Force Awakens. The Force Awakens. Which so I have never seen. Which, ha- like, really? You didn't even think at all? Like, well, I'll check it out. No. Oh my God. Just did not care. Okay. Right. We'll see if I care anymore. Next week, probably not. Uh, after that, will be uh, the, t- the usual year end wrap up. We'll talk about the year. Talk about the three things we liked best that yep. we handed each other: best August watch of Emma and uh, thing we hated. Hated. I feel like that's not as off. I feel like it might take a little more work this year. I don't know. I, I can't go, I I go got, back and double check. Yeah. You definitely have something. You're always people always come to me, but yeah, I feel like you're quicker to hate than I. <laughs> I have I have a lot of emotions. I feel like when you hate things, you're just like way more savage. <laughs> it's just fucking stupid. The writers are stupid. I hated it. Oh my god, this was garbage. Man, right. that's a great Caitlin impression. <laughs> you're a big fan of stupid. It's stupid. It's like I don't stupid. like it. Stupid. Um, and then after that, starting the new year, friends. It's episode 100. <gasps> pew, pew, pew. It's a really great timing. Really, yeah, really. Just walking into 2018, like let's put that trash fire behind us. Fresh start, episode 100. Yeah. Next 100 episodes of the Geek Down. Uh, What are we gonna do? I don't know. We're chatting. We're having discussions. Things. Things we thought we might do. Probably a lot harder to do because it's the middle of December and uh, And people are busy. People have shit to do. Yeah. Um. But we're figuring it out. We'll have something special for you. So that is the itinerary for the next few eps of the Geek Down. Friends, if you have suggestions. 
ideas, things we should watch? You want to bitch at me early for what you know I'm going to say about Star Wars? Uh, if you have fan art. The, the look of wonder in her face. <laughs> she really wants fan art. Can send us fan art a few ways. Um, it doesn't quite count as fan art, but shouts to Travis for making a, a bespoke, custom-made, amazing, keep-it-comf sweater. Made me so happy. Um, if you would like to show us your bespoke clothing or items or fan art, you can do that on Twitter at GeekDownPod, Instagram at GeekDownPod. You can email it to us. I, um, well, I can do this one. Um, uh, GeekDownPod at gmail.com. Yes. And Kara, she's not joking. No. Get at her. She really wants to talk about this show. I really do. Um, or on our Facebook group. Which is at www.facebook.com forward slash GeekDownPod. You were just lucky I was not thinking about chicken. Why are you thinking about chicken? I wasn't thinking about chicken. That's how I got the Facebook thing down. Oh, you were thinking about chicken last time. Yeah. Right. And I think about like chicken a lot. <laughs> so really thinking about chicken. <laughs> yeah. Look at all these chickens. <laughs> <laughs> Look at all these chickens. chickens. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, that's officially full circle for the episode. So we'll take our leave now. Friends, thank you so much for joining us. My name is Jordan Ferguson. My name is Kayla McKinnon. Theme song is by Rob Gasser. And we will all be back here next week for another fantastic episode of The Geek Down Podcast. See you then. So my housemates have made probably the best discovery besides like a cure for cancer and uh, and maybe like how to stop pollution from ruining our planet. This is going to be about food, isn't it? Of course it's going to be about food. Have you met me? Um, they found uh-huh. a milk-free eggnog that tastes fucking amazing you don't no you don't get it jordan you don't fucking get it i don't even know how this didn't come up i feel like i share your opinion on nog i may not have known you rode this hard for nog i if i could have one drink for the rest of my life okay now you're going too far it would be eggnog i love the stuff i would i go through cartons of the stuff because i've been they've been leaving it at work lately like you know starbucks is full up yeah of of eggnog of the nog the the more details i let slip it's like if anybody didn't figure out who major (laughs) canadian retailer was it's like it's real obvious i I think cure is the only one who's been like i tried to figure it out i don't because she's not from here right um but yeah so the the neighboring starbucks um you know, obviously they're well they're well up on nog for the season. Yeah, which means stuff goes bad. Yeah, but you know, they hate to just throw it out. Yeah, so they drop it off. They drop it off with us. You know, it's going to be gone in like a day before it can go really go bad. It's just yeah. the label says it's bad. That it says it's past due. So I've been I've been having more nog this week than I have in a very long time. I just I there's know, I don't know if I can ride for nog like there I used is to. something like about eggnog that I find unbelievably refreshing as well as not like, an adjective I would ever use I know for I know I know it's bizarre but it's something about like the thick coldness like it's like almost like ice cream so thick um and I love eggnog like I absolutely adore the stuff so last Christmas I was really sad. Mm. Because that was the first Christmas without first, off, off the off the menu off the menu, and I was actually really kind of heartbroken. Maybe I had some here and there, and I got really sick, and I was like totally worth it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Just 
doubled over on the ground. <laughs> like, totally where that. Guts in a blender just going like, yeah, I regret nothing. Yeah, that and Borsan. I've never <laughs> regretted eating either of those things and then getting really violently ill. But so they said, hey, we saw this. This and I, I must have mentioned eggnog. I think they actually had some at a party recently, and I like drank some. And they both were like, "What are you doing? Stop!" And I was like, "You can't ever stop me in the nog." Um, and they they were like, "Hey, so animated. <laughs> you don't understand. It's so huge." So they found this this dairy free eggnog, and I was really like, "Oh, thank you so much. That's really nice of you. Thank you for this garbage that's but going to taste like trash. It's going to taste disgusting." And then I also saw that it was like coconut milk or coconut whatever mm. milk based, and I was like, "Oh man, you like know, that might work though." But I was like, "I don't like the taste of coconut." Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, "No, this is not going to work, and I'm going to be sad." Um, and then it was. Um, it actually might be better than regular eggnog. I don't know what crack they put in this stuff, but I've already told senior correspondent that we're going to buy like, like 10 of these and I'm just going to drink them all day, every day until I am plump and fat and round. (laughs) And it is, and it is full Mrs. Claus. It is January like 9th and I can't get the stuff anymore. So stock up. That is, uh, that's my story with eggnog. Also, Ready Player One sucks. 